G'day and welcome to Radio Notes, where those in music talk life and those in life chat music and more. I'm John Murch and today's guest has an EP which is a full picture release as well as a continuation of their previous album. Lisa Caruso's tune Shake Baby Shake features on season two of the NBC TV show Good Girls, which is also a guitar number from their acclaimed debut album In Feelings. The follow-up release is called Stretching, an EP that moves through the latest transformations in Caruso's life, musically involving synth and another that is revealed in this chat. Lisa, thanks for joining Radio Notes. Thanks so much for having me. Why the synths? You are known so much for the power guitar over the shoulder, supporting some of the big names. Why the keys? What happened? <laughs> Good question. With music, sometimes it's a beautiful accident. Um, but I started writing on keys and then kind of stemmed this sort of inspiration, wanting to have more sort of synth-drenched music. There's just so much you can do with different synth sounds and music that I was listening to by like Sharon Van Eden. I was just obsessed with Remind Me Tomorrow album. Just love those sounds, very nostalgic to some 80s stuff and very emotive and I think just a nice change. I kind of wanted to steer away from a bit of that rock genre that guitar can sometimes bring. Had a little trickle with all the settings on my keyboard and this sort of, you know, 80s synth kind of emerged, which I really enjoyed. Can you talk to us about what you're listening to at the same time that you're reintroducing yourself to the synth world? Lots of shaz. I've been listening around that time. So I wrote some of these songs over the past couple years. And during that time, yeah, I wanted to listen to new music. I felt like I hadn't heard new music or being drawn to new music in a long time. It's always like when people ask, oh, what are you listening to now? And I always felt like I was listening to like older stuff. So it was really exciting to latch on to um, Sharon Van Eden, Wise Blood, who I think is brilliant. And I just love that she gets the credit. I mean, it is in America. It's a whole different scene out there, but it's just not what's going on here. It's sort of that storytelling, cinematic kind of vibe. I also love Jonathan Wilson, and he's got that real nostalgic 70s vibe going on. I took a lot of sort of inspiration from one of my tracks, Bright Lights, I feel is quite similar to that kind of 70s chill culture status. Let's start with the production team of this EP, (laughs) if you don't mind. It started probably in January of this year that I brought I brought seven songs to keyboard player Harry Sutherland, who's an extremely talented musician, arranger, and we kind of just nutted out some arrangements. He brought his laptop along and we put down some like drum loopy stuff just to kind of get started. And, and again, you know, having two keyboards was pretty massive and fun. So we started putting down some different parts and I gave him some melodic ideas and he kind of had some back and yeah so we started off as like a duo in the production world 
And then I gathered some incredible musicians, Tully Ryan on drums, Ollie Thorpe on guitar, and Josh Spoke on bass. Planned a gig, so I booked a gig, and that was my kick in the butt to kind of get things going. Had a couple of days in the rehearsal studio and started to arrange five of the tracks that I thought kind of were working a bit better after the Harry sessions. And after that, about it's like a month later, I booked the studio, had another studio rehearsal, and then just lay down the five tracks in one day. Like just the we did lots of layering, obviously, afterwards, but we did all the bass and drums. They were all set in stone after that one day with engineer David Trumpmanis, who has worked with Sarah Blasco, Jack Colwell, Sick Love Keeper, a very modest, beautiful, humble guy. I, then I did all my backing vocals on my own. I recorded my vocals at home. I just knew myself. I like less pressure at home than not in the studio. And the technology is allowing you to do that as well these days. Absolutely. And my partner's an engineer, so he has everything set up, ready to go for me. Excellent. And I just press record. Can you talk to us about that different environment? Particularly, I'm interested in that duetting you were doing in terms of the keyboard, compared to in the past, you may have been jamming with a guitar. You're now jamming in a way with keyboard, which might be something new for you. Yeah, I love the idea that it's, you know, jamming. I'm laughing because I'm not, I shouldn't downplay my skills, but I feel like I can do a lot more on keys in terms of like chords and it's all laid out for me and I can see it better and I can kind of make more interesting progressions as opposed to guitar for some reason. And maybe because it's more new to me, like I've always used keyboard. I teach, I also do high school teaching and I'm a vocal teacher and I use keyboard for those type of skills for teaching. And I think when it's all in front of you and laid out and you can see it, it just makes more sense to me. There's a piano solo actually at the end of track three on It's Cool. And that was me. So I'm very proud of that piano solo. You've always had that lead of knowing, I believe, what your vision is for the music and having that ability to have some of the most visually engaging for what the songs need. I think just what I've learned about this sort of third serving of releases, like block of releases that I've released, is that you know, listening back to the five tracks in full, it's kind of like, oh, it does. Although it's very synth, um, you know, the foundation is with the synthesizer this time, it still absolutely follows on from in feelings. That was my last thought when I heard the songs from one to five and I was like, oh, it's not, you know, it's a bit of a left turn sonically, but it still remains the same. And I think the tie is that cinematic kind of vibe that I'm always really drawn to. I can't help but be dramatic. <laughs> My songwriting stems from an idea and then it just goes elsewhere, which, you know, I quite like. Like I enjoy film. Music for film is pretty much why I do music in a sense. I think that music tied with the visual is really fun and exciting and and very artistic, I suppose. I like creating from that kind of vision that it's very encompassing of, of all the senses. 
Shake Baby Shake has come to a lot of people's minds because of the sync, which is where you get your music to be included into visual elements. And it's ended up in Good Girls. So that's someone else deciding that your music will be good in this way, this visual way. How's that been for you? Yeah, so good. It's been such a nice, it's such a struggle, like being a musician and putting music out there and putting yourself out there. Um, well, this is my perspective, but it's it's hard. And when you don't have that momentum of people still listening after you've dropped it and, you know, a month later it's like, okay, everyone's like, what's next? You know, and you have to have all these new offerings and, like, it takes time and money and, like, so much energy. So having something like a sync, it's really, specifically this one, it's really prolonged new listeners and ears on it. So every week I'll get new, like, you know, it's not all about the stats, but it's a really good indication of how your music's going, like, I find Shazam's really exciting and that tells me that someone's Shazammed it, they're like, oh, what's this? I like this. It's just a shame that people don't look at your other stuff. That's what I'm finding. It's just like, all right, if you like this, why don't you listen to the album, like talking about TikTok and short short attention spans. Have you seen the tune in Good Girls? In what way did it transport your music? Yeah, good question. Absolutely. Of course, when I was like, oh, it's on there, great. Let me see it straight away. It was really exciting. Um, And I think a big part of its success on the show as well, that it was in quite a critical part of the show. I've had another song on an Aussie show that was just in the background and you could hardly tell, like, they were in the bathroom and so they've manipulated the sound. (laughs) But this one was right up front, which served really well. And it was such a moody part of the scene and a really integral part of the script, you know, diehard fans of the show just like clung on to this one scene. So it started off with my music, changed scenes, really dramatic line from one of the actors and then the chorus came up and then it rolled out to the credits. Like, so it was really long. And you go onto my, um, you know, the film clip and (laughs) there's all these hilarious comments going, who's here because of good girls? And there's all this chat about Rio and Beth and the sexy scene and it's cool. I enjoy it. Like I don't, whatever brings people to my music, great. I don't mind at all. (laughs) I was going to ask, does that influence the kind of music you make? But the thing is you've been making this music because you enjoy making that music already. Yeah, and that's the best thing about it. I just feel quite authentic and that's where my music should live really happy about that because that's exactly why like I said before why I enjoy being artistic and going on creative endeavors and when you land little things like this that actually makes sense it makes it all worth it is this EP answering some of the questions that in feelings was asking hmm yeah that's a, something I'm thinking deeply about. Um, stretching is definitely a collection of songs with a lot more confidence, which I suppose in feelings had a lot more angst and wonder and, like, I feel like there's a lot of annoyance on there that I unleashed and let out. Stretching is a collection more that it's 
so much about like confidence and reassurance in oneself and sort of finding yourself and really being happy with where you're at in life. Mm. I sensed in feelings, yet again, every listener can take their own approach and only you as the artist know the actual seed of it. But the sense of vulnerability of in feelings has had Mm. a huge hug with stretching and saying, it's okay, we've gone through these stories, but guess what? Me, myself and I are okay. Yeah, that's really nice. And I think because I write just from a place of honesty, I don't think about it too much, but it's just such a, you know, it's sort of in inverted commas a dear diary moment where part of my life I am, you know, exactly where I'm at and it's just real. I'm not... Like I mentioned before, I kind of exaggerate some stories sometimes, but maybe because me, the artist, is saying that, I don't exaggerate it. (laughs) It's just who I am and very emotional and heavy at heart. So, yeah. I'm not sure if this is going to be a single off the EP. You've already had two singles off the EP and maybe that's the, the course of how this EP will go. But can I draw people's attention to the track on the EP called Do You Work Out? That's with a huge question mark on the end. (laughs) Can you talk to us about this idea of working out and the idea that when you're talking about working out, you're talking about the mind, possibly the soul, less so the body? Yeah, it's great that people have tricked their ears up at that particular track. I always find that when I play live, or if we're talking about the collection, do you work out will come out straight away. And it's interesting because it's not one of my favourites that stand out. And I don't know why I'm shying away from this. I find that track so pop, like so pooky. And um, I really enjoy it. Like when I started writing it, I was thinking about Martha Wainwright and her melodies and how quite decorative they are and then it just turns into this real pop banger that has a hip-hop beat and I'm really glad with how it's turned out but lyrically it's definitely my like COVID lockdown song I'm sure every artist has one of those or a couple and it was around a time where things got just insane with opposing views about vaccines and you know, you just really felt a big segregation between people and do you work out whether you're on this side or that, it was more a question of, okay, but have you done your research and are you thinking for yourself? No matter where you are on the spectrum of what was happening, just, yeah, the importance of that, like, you know, the whole self-growth, like I'm in my late 30s now and you know, talk about your 20s and your 30s and where you land at in your 40s. And I just had some interactions with people that, I don't know, I just gained more respect for people that actually do the work on themselves in a sense. Like do do you spend time thinking about why you think this way or not being so closed in your opinions? And also it brings Mm. us back to the EP title in a sense in terms of actually stretching one's understanding of both self and how one might fit into whatever's going on. And I also get a feeling there's a little bit of aggressiveness, not from you, but just in the song's title, that it could have 
bro at the front. Bro, do you work out? <laughs> and then like Joe Rogan going, mate, I do. <laughs> there is definitely like a tongue-in-cheek in it for sure. And then the kind of bridge will break down and, you know, talk on the seriousness of it because there's always a gentle hug with anything that I do. I'm a spot of optimism, but definitely an annoyance with it. That's why I suppose I wanted to repeat that line over and over again just to kind of get it through. How has it been translating those feelings, the in-feelings, into this latest EP? Um, going back on sort of the writing process during, mm. you know, a lot of it was through lockdown. It, it was such an interesting time for people. Like it, it kind of either was quite, you know, surprisingly good that you could kind of come and be quiet and not have distractions. And for others, it was awful. So I respect both kind of opinions. And I'm sorry to those that it was awful for. But for me, I felt like I was just kind of getting government pay because I'm a casual worker and it just gave me an opportunity to write. And it's, you know, looking back on it now, I was thinking, wow, like there will probably be no other opportunity where I can really look in, look into myself and kind of have these writings appear from such a quiet time when there's so much, you know, you can't help but being a moment of thought, I kind of describe this EP as it's provoking thought, um, questioning and asking all the big questions. Like first track is what if my body could love like you? And that was huge for me at the time. I Maybe because everyone was on social media more, but just so annoyed at still these issues with body image and I shouldn't say still, it's probably getting worse because of TikTok and all of that. The word body in your body of work, Lisa, has been an ongoing theme throughout the songs that you've done. The way that you mm. drop these ideas regarding what body means, represents, is seen or not seen. How does it relate in your life? Because you use movement a lot now in your work, but you did mm. then as well. I've thought about the word body quite a bit. It's always interesting. A lot of musicians do use the word body. I guess body, mind, soul, you know, like we we use our bodies in so many different ways. Like I had Borrow My Body on the In Feelings album. It's a very giving kind of word, I think, because when you're giving your body, like you're talking about your body, it's quite personal. Mm. But it can also share a lot of what you're feeling and what you're going through. Yeah, the movement I really enjoy. Like I don't think, not necessarily dancing, but like in the What If My Body Could Love Like You film clip, I wanted to have some movement that felt natural to me. Yeah, I really enjoyed exploring movement within music. How music makes you move. And what it makes you do, like, intrinsically and how it forms, like, a stretching of expression to what you're trying to say. Also in that film clip, we get a sense of multiples of you as well. Is that multiples of personality or is that of mm -hmm. different places in time meeting? I worked with Adam Singer of Roadhouse Productions and 
I've worked with him on all my film clips. We just have a really good team. We kind of direct and do all the production together and the editing and everything. Yeah, he came to me with that idea of having the doubles just because it's something that he's been working with lately. And I was like, absolutely. We found such a cool space. And I really like the idea, you know, joint with those synth sounds to have a little bit of a futuristic, you know, we're living in this new AI world. And for me, that was really fun to kind of draw upon. And and having the doubles, I suppose, yeah, like looking at yourself in different ways. That's what this song's about. It's like, what if my body could love like you means if only I could see myself the way that other people do. Like we can get so down on looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, I don't like this part of my body or this part of my body, whereas your mates and your lovers and things like that will be like, you're amazing, you're beautiful, what are you talking about? These extra leases popping up, reflecting on how we can look at ourselves better. We were talking about there about those you care about and how they see mm-hmm. your body and how they interact with it. But we're also yeah. being asked to produce images of ourselves for the rest of the world to consume mm. the consumerism of the self-image of body these days. Yeah, for sure. I've always wanted to feel really good about it and I've always wanted to put out a positive image, especially if you're in the limelight. I feel like it's so important to do so doing photographs and things like that and I always feel like as long as I kind of drop into myself then I'll be happy Mm. these past photos it was really cool like talking about the idea of stretching and being happy in yourself Adam also takes my photographs for this release and and he kind of made a mention of you know he photographs lots of people and he's like you know something's really changed in you sense in feelings and you can kind of just drop into that moment and I think it's half of just wanting to get it done so I can get off the floor and like have a break so like as an artist you start to learn it's such an art you know it's such you just get the work done but but also it was really nice to hear that he felt like I was in a new place where I was just being me and I think that's all you can ask for when you're taking photos and and putting them out there not trying to be someone else or mimic anything, like just sort of drop into yourself and feel good with where you're at. Because the idea of stretching is both about the mind, the soul, but also this idea of body as well, going for that walk, going and making sure that you might be able to, be able to get a bit of yoga in if that's your thing. Not, yeah, not saying it is, but, you know, if it is. Well, you're spot on. <laughs> Walking and yoga is my thing and swimming. <laughs> Never forcing yourself to, like, do things that you don't want to do. Like, when you become comfortable, I think you just want to do them because they make you feel good. But it's all about balance, and that's something I talk about in your show at the end. Like, I talk at the end of your show, and it speaks of balance and, like, you know, it's a huge summary of what the Stretching EP is about, like, trying to juggle being a musician and working and making a living, but also having that balance for your mind, body and soul so you don't go crazy. Something I'm trying to juggle at the moment where, you know, I need to earn money but also find the time and stillness that I feel good in my body and I don't feel like I'm overworked and run down because then you get sick and that's useless. 
Over the course of anyone's life, their body can put them through a lot of challenges. How do you prepare yourself for life's challenges? Well, through that balance, I guess. I, I'm someone, and I spoke of it so much in the album in Feelings, um, you know, I've lived with a chronic illness, I've got Crohn's disease, and I got that when I was 14. And I think at that age as well, you're in such a fragile state. So really being so unwell at that time of my life really set up where I started travelling to, I suppose. So health is really important and I've been really fortunate that I've been quite well over the past couple of years. Forefront of my mind constantly is being grateful for health and making sure that, like I know it can get bad if I'm not, you know, if I'm doing too much of one thing or feeling upset or stressed or that's when, you know, the yoga comes in, the the walks, just taking a break, getting out in the sunshine. In terms of the optimism across this mm. record, how are you feeling for the future generations, for example? How are you feeling about where we're heading? Oh, it's pretty tough. <laughs> As mentioned, I'm a high school teacher and lately I've been going into schools and thinking, well, obviously there's all these teacher shortages and stuff and like I just, I'm in the pit of it being a casual, you know, being that sub. It's hard. It's so challenging. Like you get all these different opinions of like, you know, home life is quite hard for some kids. And but at the same time, it's really difficult. You know, they're putting out laws, you know, not having phones in New South Wales schools anymore come October, um, which I think will be really good. But in terms of like the future and, you know, hopeful, <laughs> hopefully can turn around. Are you concerned about that engagement that they're having with technology instead of with each other? Or is that me just reading into your thought there? No, definitely that. And the attention span of people, like 10 seconds, and I find myself doing it too. Like I get on my phone and I'm like, oh, why am I all of a sudden on Instagram? What was I here for? But it's that attention span and not being able to have that stillness and stop and think and more than ever, like obviously kids are more, you know, they're like sponges. They're going to be consuming more than I suppose in general that adults might and there's just a lot of crap out there. (laughs) I remember when we were concerned that we're getting to that stage that was all going to be the three-minute pop song and that no one would ever listen to a long song ever again. It's like even the three-minute pop song is getting a little nervous now. (laughs) absolutely it's like if you can't grab someone in the first 10 seconds then forget it or even even when you can it's like okay what have I got next I find there's so much music out in 2023 have you found that I found there's a lot but it doesn't mean I have to listen to all of it yeah but you're a responsible adult that understands (laughs) let's talk about another one of the tracks of the EP so people can find their way there bright lights mm-hmm. this is a sort of like 70s Jonathan Wilson inspired track it's quite bare when I wrote it too like I just played a chord each bar and lots came from it but it's essentially like a pretty you know womanly powerful always got to have one of those on my collection uh, a powerful song about a breakup and feeling really good about it so the verses you know juxtaposed against 
angle, like bottom heavy chorus where the verses talk about, you know, sounds like a cry from my vocal perspective. It's about a lover constantly turning a blind eye, going away so much and then expecting things to be okay. So the chorus hits and it's like, too late, buddy. See you later. <laughs> that confidence in oneself, I suppose. And actually finding it whilst what would be seen as such a, a negative and draining kind of situation, tapping into what you had before that person even turned up. Yeah, for sure. Like that's the whole self thing I think people kind of forget about. It's like you were okay before this happened. That medicine in drawing back in, just constantly having that conversation with something goes wrong, it's like, I'll be okay because I was okay before this. Hopefully you can reflect back on times where you're feeling that was a really good part of my life and I feel really proud about that moment when I did this for myself. I come from that perspective because I met my partner at, how old was I? 32, 31, 31 or something like that. Not that that's like, you know, old, but, you know, there was a lot of self-discovery. It's, it's, it's an opinion that might sway with different people, but when you are on your own, there is a lot of self-discovery that's made differently as to if you're sharing most of your memories and lives with a person. This EP is definitely going to have its own tour now that you can get back out in the road and do performances as well. Are you feeling more comfortable as the solo artist sitting up there by yourself or are you getting to the stage now where you just want a couple of extra people? Do you want the band atmosphere back? Oh, I always love a band. Absolutely. It's just more difficult. People are busy. I mean, I think I shot myself in the foot with getting these musicians that are touring constantly. <laughs> Not that I, you know, being a solo artist, you, you, you have the freedom to hire other people, absolutely. But um, with that just comes a lot of work and I just cross my fingers and toes that people are available. But, you know, in saying that, I did a lot of shows with Ben Fletcher for the In Feelings. He's such an incredible guitarist, musician, person. He's such an amazing singer that... I really enjoyed those duo shows as well with like dual guitar and two vocals and I really felt like it still represented a lot about what the album's about. The album was called In Feelings. It'd be amiss of me not to ask you, Lisa, how are you feeling right now? <laughs> yeah, good. Feeling like this EP, like I'm running the race to kind of finish it. You know, you always record music and think it's going to be done in soon and then factors come in and it's not done so it all in the nick of time did these tracks get recorded mixed mastered with enough leeway time for some music videos and different artworks and things um in a neat nine months feeling good and also feeling good in life and I'm expecting a child very soon so I've also been pregnant along this journey which is now that you've mentioned it I'll ask the question congratulations <laughs> I've been not mentioning this listener because it's rude to talk about pregnancy status <laughs> not at all how's that been going for you 
Yeah, good. I've been really lucky to be talking about health, being quite well, which is great. So the new arrival is coming in a couple of weeks. That's the EP, yeah, but what very... about the child? <laughs> Both. That's what I mean. They've come at the same time. Just happened that way. It was all planned and everything, but it's just been so funny and interesting how that's why I've called this EP stretching, stretching in more ways than one, sonically, musically, in my life, in my belly. <laughs> yeah, it's a good chapter. It's, uh, you know, there's there still is a stigma, if I'm honest, with, you know, ageism and females and in the music industry and being with the age that I'm at and just feeling really good with where I'm at with life, I'm super proud and happy that I've made this EP. I could have waited. It might just mean that I have to delay some shows, but I'm so happy that it's going to be out there and I can just continue on authentically what I'm doing and have that balance. So much about balance. Like I just think ultimately, absolutely, I just, I just want my music to be heard but I need to do life alongside of that. Lisa Crusoe, our time has run out today, but thanks very much for joining Radio Notes. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great chat. Lisa Caruso, Stretching EP, out now. Find them online at lisacaruso.com.au. Physical copies of the debut album In Feelings can be found at Bandcamp. Thanks very much to Lisa Caruso for being our special guest today. Next time, the album is called Holding Pattern and the artist is Hannah Cameron. They will be with us next time. Radionotespodcast.com for show notes and links. Web design there by Steve Davis. Theme music by Martin Kennedy and All India Radio. I'm Tammy Weller. John Merch is the producer and host based in Adelaide, South Australia. Mm-hmm.